Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Blackpool Sick Thrive podcast. Uh, you're here today with two uh, excellent teachers. I'm calling myself excellent there, fantastic. Uh, my name's Callum, I'm one of the maths teachers in the maths department. I'm joined by Rob. Hello, hi, I'm Rob. I'm the acting head of maths currently at the sixth form. Yeah, and so I don't think everyone will know perhaps who we are. You might know uh, Rob, you might know me. Rob, what's an interesting fact about yourself for our people listening today? Something quite interesting at the moment is I'm currently waiting. Uh, Maybe when this goes live, I might also go live on the BBC Sounds app. Uh, I did a podcast with Greg James for the Teach Me a Lesson. So if you're bored and want to find out about random numbers, you can watch me there on uh, BBC Sounds. Yeah, I know, interesting that. I know, local celebrity is what I'd like to call myself. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of local celebrities, Callum, have you got something interesting to share with our listeners? Uh, When I uh, was at university, I was a student radio DJ. What can we say? We are joined with pros. We've got a radio DJ and a podcast sensation, if we do say so ourselves. Best newcomer 2012. (laughs) Nice. Well, it's quite good we're talking about successes because, um, yeah, do you want to introduce what we're talking about? Yeah, so a lot of those successes we're talking about weren't the start of those processes at all. Today we're talking about failure and the way that failure can feel like such a dread and how we need to maybe reframe our thinking and about how we can use failure to help us succeed, uh, which is really important for us in our college lives, really important for us just in all walks of life. Yeah, definitely. I think that's important. And what we were talking about beforehand is like we wanted to talk about failure and like overcoming failure, as Callum said. But how does how does this link to the Thrive's overarching theme of well-being? Yeah. So when it comes to failure, it can make us have a negative reaction to it. So one of the you know most natural responses to failure is to go, right, well, that means, you know, devaluing yourself devaluing what you've done and just saying well that was all rubbish and you know that obviously has a negative impact on our mental health and you know it's trying to reframe that and see why it doesn't need to be that way and we find that quite a lot don't we because Callum um, is currently running the GCSE reset maths course at college Mm -hmm. and I definitely think that as why are we here except for being local celebs as we say it is actually that we have to we support students in overcoming that failure and a big part of our job is helping students who have previously failed to achieve the grade four in mathematics, actually overcome and get that grade. And it is, as much as us teaching mathematics, it is sharing these life skills on overcoming failure. So, yeah, a massive part in both uh, personal lives and in your college lives. So it's, it's, this will be interesting. I think one thing to mention, because I think teachers have a habit of saying, you need to do this without giving a context maybe as to why that is, is that we can both speak from experience We have failed at things in our lives and we could have very easily let that Mm. define us. We could have very easily, you know, done and we had we had to work at it, but we did manage to learn and change based on that. Rob, uh, we were talking before, but what would you say is a failure that you thought might define you? But then you ended up turning it around. Yeah, it's quite. We, I was. Yeah, we were discussing like key failures in our lives and uh, trying to define bad decisions and failures. But one of the one of the biggest failures I had uh, was the first time I applied to get on my teacher training course. I was unsuccessful and was told that I was not not fit enough or ready enough at the moment to train to teach. And I think the way I've rephrased that is is important. At that time, yeah, I wasn't ready to join a teacher training program. 
So actually, yeah, I got rejected first time uh, I trained to teach, which is quite funny. I'm now sat here, uh, award-winning Inspirational Teacher of the Year 2019. Uh, I've got that in there, thanks. No worries. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and actually, yeah, like, I was told I wasn't good enough to teach in 2011, I think, or 10, 11. So what I did to overcome that is I went for it again uh, the year after, uh, and I applied again the year after, more knowledgeable. I think one question about that failure or something to comment on is that you've talked about what you did, but I guarantee that probably wasn't your reaction at the time. You talked about the rephrasing of what they told you at the time. I guarantee your first thought would have been, I'm not good enough. Not very much. Yeah. The difficulty is, and it's not a difficulty that is easy to overcome, is realizing that everyone fails. Everyone feels that they're not good enough when that happens. But we can change things. We have the power to change things if we take our time and react rationally and calmly when possible. Yeah, absolutely. I was devastated. I'll be honest. I always wanted to teach uh, from a young age and actually getting told that I was not allowed to teach on this program did, did, did probably knock me for six looking back at it. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's like how, well, I obviously came back and did it again. But something that's interesting about failure is I got some feedback um, and this is obviously links between real life stuff and college is I got some feedback and got told the areas I was weak on. So I went away and worked on the area I was weakest at. And I think I, I definitely remember what it was. It was showing resilience was, was the area. So obviously that was where I knew to either talk about more or not. We, we were talking about this and it's sort of like me talking about my personal experiences, but we are linking this actually to something which seems a bit abstract, but we we're talking about video games, weren't we? Yeah, we were, yeah. We are both very big video game fans. Yes. Uh, if you have been taught by either of us, you will know that. Anyway, everybody listening, I'm hoping, has played like a Mario game at some point. And when you play a Mario level, you control Mario, you move him through a level, trying to get to the flagpole at the end of the level. When you fall in a pit in that, or a Goomba hits you, or you know anything happens, you don't instantly write that off as like, right, that's it. I failed, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. You learn. You think, right, well, I know that enemy is there, so I'm going to avoid that. I know that pit is there, I'm going to avoid that. Uh, if I do this action, then I'm going to end up having this result. And that's a very generic way that, like, you know, video games phrase their learning process in a way that makes it fun. And we need to try and do that with our own learning. And our, when we learn from our failures is that, you know, learning can, learning is fun, if we have the right mindset when we approach it. Obviously, video, in, my, in our opinion, video games are the most fun thing that there is, and we're obviously going to react to that and always react to the challenge. We were talking about uh, some of these games have really hard levels at the end, and you can play for 10 minutes, make one mistake, and it'd be over, and you could then be like, nope, failed, that's it, mm. I'm gone, I'm out. Or you could just say, you know what, I'm going to learn from that next time. And I think that's what we're, we're on about. And that, that is as abstract as Mario in my life seems. They're, they're not really, are they? <laughs> is what Callum just, just defined is like, you don't just give up. And I know that's the first instinct. And as I mentioned was, do I just give up teaching? And I think I did look at alternative jobs, but it worked out for the best because I stayed on and did my master's at, at uni, did another year of study, applied again, got on, uh, which was fantastic. But you can see how, you don't just give up in on a video game or 
And like from birth, if we gave up the first failure we had learned to walk, uh, things would be very, well, very different in our lives at the moment, wouldn't they? Just imagine if you first failure you had trying to walk when you fell down and started crying and you just gave up. And it links to your studies now. And it, if we're, it's interesting. It's why do we or well, why do are the students that we teach or, or you guys, why at the first failure you think you can't do it? And that's interesting. It's we hear that a lot. I can't do mathematics. Mm. And it's an interesting question. And actually, deep down, it's like, yeah, why is this imbalance there from your uh, educational academic life and your real life? So we've heard about my failure. Uh, Callum, have you, can you think of a, a time in your life where you've experienced failure? I can. It is the one that some of my students know because they search for it on the Internet because they've heard about it is the time that I went on national television at the age of 18 on Pointless. Oh, wow. But why is it a failure going on Pointless? Because I didn't do very well. I gave an answer that was a score of eight, and then I got 100, and we were out of the first show. And then on Pointless, you go on again, and I got 100 in the first round, and then we got out of the second show. So for those of you that don't know, 100 on Pointless is just means it's wrong, uh, basically. <laughs> so, which, which, which all right, well, uh, we can laugh about this, because this is where, this is nearly 10 years ago, isn't it, I guess, from when you're 18. But I've just spoken and said, ah, oh, well, I just went back a year later. Uh, in Pointless, you went back in the second show, obviously not enough time to really, really develop anything uh, on there. But you can't, unless you did like a, a Pointless all-stars, worst, worst of Pointless, you're not going to get invited back back to the show to, to, to learn from that failure. So no. it's a very different type than mine. So how did you deal with that? At first, I didn't. <laughs> At first, I walked. I walked offset, and I started crying uh, because I'm on, you know, national TV. Mm. I, you know, 18 years old. I think everyone's going to judge me for this, and it was going to be held against me for the rest of my life that I'd gone on a national TV show and made an embarrassment of myself. At the time, I thought I knew like loads of facts, and I knew very little looking back. Uh, one thing that helps massively is perspective, is getting older. And that's something that's very difficult to know. But it's also taking ownership and like sort of, because people will, you know, people did poke fun at me over it. And they, you know, Rob is on this podcast, has done it in the past, only in a nice way. I know he means it in a nice way, but it's only because I've now taken ownership over the incident. I've now, you know, you heard me laughing about it. Hmm. It does get easier. But in that situation, it was very, it was very difficult to react to it. But going forward, like I have a big interest in quizzes, so I've used that interest rather than uh, taking part in quizzes to write quizzes. So the maths department are all familiar with my quizzes that I've done for them on a regular basis over lockdowns, kept them going, and it also means that I, you know, I just watch a lot of TV shows with it on, and I've just used that like that I have, and maybe just been like, you know what? That didn't work out. I now know, you know, people know about it. Why does that matter? Because I'm now happy with what I'm doing. And that's a very, very brief summary of something that took three years to get to. It didn't happen overnight. It did take me that long to come to that realisation that it was okay. That's that's really interesting because actually, yeah, that's a, that's a lot longer process than mine. And actually something that is really quite difficult to correct or, or, or learn from. Um, but you've... Yeah, it's, it's nice. You've, you've took it in a positive way there. And that links quite well. It's you've not let that one moment 
it's quite a big moment, but you've not let that one moment define you as a person. And if we link that to studies, if you have uh, not got a four in your GCSE maths or you've just got a U and an assessment, it's what you do with that that, that matters. And actually, a very interesting question that I've not asked you before, uh, is, I'm quite interested, is would you go on a quiz show again? I don't know, is the answer. Depends. I probably wouldn't go on Pointless again. And <laughs> it's because of the type of show it is. It requires you to have very specialist knowledge. I think if I ever did pluck up the courage to do it, it would have to be a show that is known to be notoriously difficult or it'd have to be something like Mastermind where I can very easily control the specialist subject being Pokemon. Uh, and then I've, I'd be able to you know, perform much better than on regions of the world that I knew nothing about when I was 18. I don't know, but it would depend on the show. I know I couldn't go on a quiz show. My knowledge is too niche as well. So yeah, you're a braver man than I am. I don't think that they do quiz shows about Spice Girls knowledge. <laughs> Spice Girls and Pokemon. I did see the Mastermind Pokemon uh, edition and that in my eyes was too easy. So anyway, um, I think we've we've covered quite a lot there. And uh, Callum and I have spoken about our um, two very different yet key failures. And uh, I think what's nice to reiterate is the stuff that we did afterwards is reflecting upon it. And don't, not using it to define us, but using it as a learning process, a bit like what Callum spoke about on the video games. There's a lot we could go on and talk about this podcast about famous people that have uh, had failures, um, such as, well, James Dyson with a Hoover. I think he took, did he take loads of goes, didn't he, to invent the, the Hoover? To invent the one, yeah, to invent the specific one, yeah, yeah, that he uses, yeah. Yeah, and oh. he failed so many times, didn't he? And I think one that's also pertinent is Oprah Winfrey. She's in the media a lot at the moment because she's been doing an interview with the Royals. And she was told uh, earlier in her career that she wasn't going to have a career in television, that she wasn't fit for it. And now she is a name that everyone around the world knows because, you know, you probably all know that you get a car, you get a car thing from her show. Or the fact mm -hmm. that she's a renowned interviewer and actress. Like, and you know, she could have let that define her and go, no, nah, that's it, I'll do something else. And she didn't. She fought back. And we, again, You'd have to look into the, the story yourself, but she fought back with it. Yeah, and I think that's the key bit, even though like what extreme situations that we're talking about, or whether it's just a personal setback, is just to look at it as like, okay, what can I do to improve? And getting the support from other people as well. You can speak to uh, your PM at college, have a word with your tutor if it's subject specific, talk to people at home, your friends, and maybe get a different perspective as what Callum spoke about before. Like, Am I like I, I sadly I'm I'm sorry if I had upset you in the past, but for me it's like, oh, it's quite cool that you've gone on. But that's not that's not the thought that you've had, is it? No, it wasn't the thought that I had. But yeah. Um as you say, I think the key thing is if you are ever struggling to change your mindset, speak to someone. Uh if you if you're not doing it, then have someone help facilitate that process. Thank you very much for listening to today's Thrive Podcasts. We really enjoyed doing it, and I hope that you've enjoyed listening. Uh, we've got no funny outro. We'll just say bye. So have a good week, and I'll see you later. See you later, guys. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.